Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where both hosts are straight chilling right now. I mean, we're both just relaxing like we don't have uh, fights to watch tomorrow or that there were fights last weekend. Like we're just carrying on like Juice can't talk at all because he's got to save his voice for his wonderful performance tonight as Trench Bowl. If you're in the New Jersey area, please go see it immediately. My name is Leo. As I just alluded to, his name is Juice. (laughs) I don't know about alluded. You definitely said it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I never bury the lead. You are the lead always. Oh, don't make me cry. Oh wow. Next, two two more plays. I promise you, two more musicals. You'll be it. No, Trunchbull to... is the lead. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a good point. I just you know like you're, you're it's a lead. Me it's a lead. It's a lead in everyone's hearts. I'll tell you that most people walked away. We're like, oh no, shit! No, I'm, I'm getting the, the some of the most laughs. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. Yeah. What happens is, is everyone's like, whenever they see the show, they're like, oh yeah, it's funny. And then, but then when they, but when you show up, they're like, oh shit, what the fuck? Were the, what, what were those other people doing before he stepped on stage? They're like watching the show and they're like, oh, is this amateur hour? Whoa, who the fuck is this? Like, whoa. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, all right. Well, wow, look at juice just chugging down ginger juice shots. Sipping on ginger juice. Lay back. We are laid back right now. I'm it's so, so... Funny, usually when we do a, a morning show, there's like weird energy. We just had some coffee. Yeah. But now it feels like like a late night episode yeah, after hours. It does, it does feel like an after it's hours. It's so weird because that used to be the case whenever you were recording Massachusetts. I am started like nine nine o'clock Eastern. And you are, but we're doing it in the morning, but it still has that same energy. I'm saying. Yeah, it's got it's got that same energy because I'm straight chilling. That's why. Straight chilling. Um all right. So Juice and I are gonna switch it up. We called an audible because Juice wants to save his voice. And we also want to do just a forum episode. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna touch on the fights that happened because they were amazing. I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, I'm sure the questions will touch on them. But uh... yeah, exactly. That that was my thinking because I I told Leo I was like I'm not gonna lie, bro. I almost canceled because I want to save my voice, as you can hear. But I thought about how each week we record, I'm like, God, there's like no questions today, and it makes me sad because the forum used to be a big part of FWM. It was like so massive and this feels like back in those days like we have six questions from t cross alone i was like bro send every single one he told me do you want me to be selective i was like no send every single one and then other people send questions in we have other ones coming in i'm like we can't i can't abandon you know the listeners the patrons ever so here we go we're gonna start off with one of t cross's questions if she has them lined up also, Juice, how's the show going? 
Um, like I said, it's, it's really, and, and I, I jokingly kind of like pump myself up. Everyone is killing it, dude. Like, right. um, you know, like the right people are getting the recognition. I hope they would. Yes. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's good, man. I'm just, uh, here in Massachusetts visiting my son. It's been really great. I surprised him. He, uh, he had a great reaction. Uh, so I yeah. love that. Yeah, it was amazing. I love that. All right. All let's right. dive right in. Let's dive right in. Like I said, these are all from T-Cross. They're little videos, and I haven't watched any of them, to be honest with you, dude. I was like, let's do this raw. So I'm going to put them up on camera for the patrons, but uncut. I haven't um, uncut just like one of us. Mm-hmm. That's right. What's up, guys? It's your boy, T-Cross. Fights just ended. What a phenomenal night of fights. Right. 14 fights, only three decisions. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions this week. Answer however many you want. But with a card like that, you, you got you got a lot, a lot to, to look forward to moving forward. So heading into the fifth round, I thought I had Izzy up three to one. I was, I'm sure most of you did as well. Where do are, are they going to go immediate rematch? Does Izzy even want a rematch? You know, it's crazy how that fight went exactly like their second kickboxing fight, where Izzy dominated and then got knocked out in the last round. Super unfortunate. But is that what the, is that the direction they're going to go? You know, if Izzy can take down, um. Alex, who's to say Robert Whitaker can't? Who's to say Marvin Vittori won't? I think this adds a lot more parity to the division. You guys were talking about it last week with how the belt changes hands. It adds, you know, makes divisions more exciting. I think all the guys that Izzy beat can beat Alex and more than likely would beat Alex stylistically. So what do you guys think? What's going to be next for Alex and Izzy? Are they going to fight each other? And just a quick one. I want to see uh, Alex move up and fight Erie. I think stylistically, that makes a lot of sense and would be a fucking phenomenal fight. What do you guys think? Bro, I was ready to answer this question until he threw Yuri in at the end. Now I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, I mean, everyone, that's everyone, a good call out. Everyone keeps saying that uh, he's a big uh, 185er. Yeah, 185er. Um, so, yeah, why not? Why not go up? But. Uh, yeah, I think Izzy's going to take a little bit of time, uh, but I definitely think a, a rematch is going to be happening relatively. I think a bounce, a rubber match is going to happen. I just think it has to, especially with yeah. the way the fight was going specifically. And like, you know, uh, you know, Mark Goddard stopping the fight was a good thing. Uh, but you know, it didn't knock, he didn't knock Izzy out completely. It would, he would have knocked him out. Absolutely. But, but you know, there's still some. You know, there's still some things that there's enough in the air that I would, I would, I would not mind a rematch. Uh, it was a good fight. So, yeah, there's a couple things I have thoughts about this. First of all, everything he said, like, I feel very strongly that most of the top 15 could beat, um, Alex mm-hmm. st- just stylistically alone, right? Yeah. Like, and he does have that insane power where it feels like, like in Ganu level for for that division, just like oh, if he touches you, you're fucking gone. Well, I mean, 
you know, he went five rounds getting kind of pieced up by Izzy and then on the in the fifth round yeah. had the power to come back. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't defeated ever. So exactly. But to what to, well, to this point, like the wrestling. Yeah. Can you, here, here's what I would like. Well, first of all, the, the Yuri thing is super interesting to me. I was like, whoa, yes. Especially when you think about uh, pictures of Alex next to like Dom Reyes and Glover, who are two or fivers. Like he looked like well, almost could be bigger than those guys. Yeah. Skinnier, but like, yeah, crazy. The Yuri fight is interesting. Uh, assuming Yuri beats Glover again, right? Mm hmm. Because if Glover wins, he's not going to fight his coach. That's no. fucking weird. That would be right? very strange. But at middleweight, I would like for him to fight Robert Whitaker. I yes. would like Robert Whitaker to absolutely run him into the ground. Yeah, that would and be then great. I would like a fourth fight between Izzy and Rob. No, third fight. No, they yeah, they only fought twice. The trilogy with Izzy and Rob. <laughs> yeah, uh, how's that for Rob, being an Izzy? Rob, Rob would be great. Uh, no, to be honest, I want to see the Izzy and and Poetan rematch, but Izzy needs to take a break. Yeah, that that that's it. Like, and he he de definitely said he wants a rematch. So, um. And you know what's interesting too? I was thinking about this. Um, he said um, afterward that you know after talking to his team, he's okay with the stoppage, and that he didn't think it was early. Then he also went on an aerial show and said, "Okay, Mark Goddard was the ref for the Kelvin Gastelum fight, mm -hmm. and saw that he can go to like the brink of death and come back." And I was like, "I mean, that's tough, especially like." I would love to get T Cross's feedback being a, a certified ref because, like, you can't take other things into account, right? Like, there are th certain things where, you know, you have to be it in the moment. Mm -hmm. But I understand is he saying that? Like, that's a completely valid point of view. But I also think that the point that he's well, literally, I'm getting washed out. My hands getting washed out. Look at that glow. <laughs> Got hands, bro. Um. Uh. I think Izzy, um, I think the point he was making is more along the lines that Goddard knows where he can go and that that he was saying, like, I can't be bad at the stoppage because he saw what happened to me. So he knows me it, as far as he knows my limit. So he knew that I, I probably would have been, you know, taking too much damage if I would have gone, if I would have, you know, stayed in there a couple more minutes. You know, because Izzy, Izzy did try to evade and then, uh, uh, Alex just cornered him. Um, so there wasn't really much he could do anyway in that situation. Uh, there he was not getting out unless he for some reason did like a weird random roll like to the left or to the right. Uh, there was no yeah he was getting lit up. So, bro, imagine imagine Izzy did a rolling thunder and knocked Alex out. Ugh. Oh well, would have been amazing. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, Yuri Yuri versus uh, Alex also is a good yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Every day of the week. Okay, so this next one, the last one was titled "Next for Izzy and Alex." I feel like I didn't need to say that because that would be pretty clear. Mm -hmm. but this one is titled "Sad Boy." Okay, what does that even mean? What's up, guys? T Cross again. Tonight was exciting, but also sad as being not just a person from New Jersey, but oh, as man. a fighter from New Jersey. Um, there is no one that I look up to more, at least in the New Jersey scene, than Frankie Edgar. 
I mean, what a fucking career. You know, I could go on and on about his career. Eight hours of octagon time. Incredible. Um, I've met Frankie a couple times. Um, trained with him. Just a beautiful human being. So sad to see him go out that way. Personally, I didn't want him to take this fight at all. I wanted him to retire after the last one. But I guess it's poetic for him to end his career at MSG. What are your guys' favorite Frankie Edgar moments? I mean, there's so many to choose from. Uh, what are your guys' favorite moments? God damn it. Fucking love Frankie. One one of the first things that comes to mind is his knockout of Chad Mendez. Because mm-hmm. Frankie was trying to get the Conor McGregor fight for so long. Connor knocks out Chad on short notice. And then Chad comes for what I assume is a full camp, or at least close to a full camp against Frankie. And Frankie just fucking demolishes him. Um so yeah, other than that, I uh the Jeremy Stevens fight was great. Yeah, too. I was gonna Ugh. I was gonna say that. because uh... Jeremy Stevens is like knock a motherfucker out and like Jeremy Steven, that that's one that is gonna age poorly mm-hmm. because Jeremy Stevens, like at one point, maybe even still had the record for the most losses in the UFC. Between him and Michael Johnson, to be honest. But um he at that point he was maybe streaking. Like there was a point like after that where Jeremy uh Jeremy Stevens got it like top three in the world. He beat Josh Emmett, who's now fighting for a title. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah. I also I also think I'm looking as the I was remembering the um the Frankie Edgar and Yair Rodriguez fight that was good, uh Frankie won that uh and Yair's what now second or yeah I think he's at the top pretty sure um that was a good one um I don't know just all around good dude I mean that oh, is oh the Yair what bro oh no I was thinking. Well, if you if you like think about MMA math, like Frankie beat Jeremy, who beat Josh, uh-huh. and then Frankie beat a year. I, I, I for some reason I thought Frankie also beat Josh. I was like, no, he he they never fought. But like by the transitive property, like he beat both guys fighting for the title. Like that's how much of an impact he had. Like yeah, and I just like n- not even a moment. Like when I think back on Frankie, I'll think back on like a guy that was just like a hard a hard worker and like yeah. You think about all the weight classes he was in. He was always the small guy. Yeah. Pedro, the Pedro Munoz fight maybe is the one where I was like, okay, they're kind of the same size. Bro, against Chris Gutierrez, Chris Gutierrez looked like a featherweight. Yeah. Which Frankie also fought at, but like the same thing you, you see, like he's coming down, like it's it's wild. I mean, such a such an unfortunate way to end his career, too. Like, I mean, three in- instantaneous knockouts, but you know, that guy had a lot of wars in him. Um, before that point so yeah you know and it's it's crazy too I, I remember I remember thinking or I think I remember this story someone told it was like Henzo Gracie I think was on was on Ariel's show and he was talking about Frankie and they were saying how he met him and he was just going so hard and Lorenzo was there watching the session. Lorenzo Fertitta and was like, "How long do you think someone 
training like that is gonna last is like oh maybe five years like your body can't handle that and yet it did yeah also speaking of like when t-cross said like oh as a guy from new jersey as a fighter from new jersey one of my favorite frankie edgar stories is how they were on the he was on the beach somewhere i might have been asbury saved a girl's life that was drowning turns out it was from her his high school or something like he knew her but it wasn't because of that it was just someone drowning like that's that's just one of my Frankie Frankie Air stories too. So. Right place, right time. You know, we gotta love him. You know, sad he's retiring, but he had a great career, an amazing career. Absolutely, goddamnly. All right. Yes, thank it's, you, T. Uh, Yes, thank you so much. We have another one from T Cross. This is the third. Okay. I'm love six. I'm loving these titles. Um American fans are stupid. I have a prediction. Like I said, I have not watched these. I have a feeling it's gonna be about the New York, New Jersey crowd booing the New Jersey born Aaron Blanchfield against Molly McCann, the Brit. Here we go. Which by the way. I would have done the exact same thing. Oh, wow. Yo, yo. Gang, gang. T-Cross here. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on American MMA fans, specifically American. You go to any other country in the world, they are all cheering for whoever's from their country. Wow. Maybe because... They don't have as many athletes as we do. Maybe we just stuck as a nation. Um, the reason I ask is because on the card tonight, I don't remember which card it was, but they were chanting USA, 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 because an American fighter was fighting a foreign fighter. And then maybe the next fight or a couple fights later, Aaron Blanchfield fighting Molly McCann. Told you. They boo Aaron Blanchfield. And she's from the area. She's a new she's a New Jersey girl. Now I get Molly McCann is a, a fan favorite, but she's foreign. And they were just chanting USA. Now you're booing the USA girl and cheering for the foreign person. I mean, what what the fuck's going on here? And I feel like it happened later on too, where they boo- oh yeah. Weili Zhang. They they booed fucking Carlos Sparza, but cheered Weili Zhang. I mean cheer for whoever the fuck you want but american fans are fucking stupid that ain't wrong but also Bro, at the same time like i about the fact booed, that I, I nailed that yeah amazing but i would have booed for carlos parson too think about you know what the only thing i can think of for molly mccann is that uh, a lot of people like barstool sports and fucking dave portnoy or whatever that guy is um and he fucking backs molly mccann so and right He's like the most New York people, I guess. Like a lot of people think he's so New York. Um, so that can be the only thing I can think of that he has like a heavy influence on on a bunch of cucks being like, oh, man, Dave Portnoy loves him. So, you know, right. one, everybody knows the rules. One fucking, you know, one Molly McCann. Everybody knows the rules. Cheer for her. Boo Aaron Blanchfield. Well, Aaron Blanchfield fucking made mincemeat out of fucking Molly. Easy. Bro. That fight made me It'll sad right. boy. Yeah, that's all right. But yeah. But can I say this too? I found out later that um, there was um, a wrestler from, I think from WWE, might have been NXT, a female wrestler who's like on the come up. 
is also from Elmwood, New Jersey, where Aaron Blanchfield has come is from, and Faye. Uh, Wow, well, why she can't did, I fucking well, talk? Well, Aaron Blanchfield has definitely come in New, New Jersey. Yeah, she yeah. has definitely come. Yeah. Um, maybe she came on Molly when they're in the crucifix. Yeah. You know, she was like grinding. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and she was like, she I'll was fuck you like, where you want to be yeah. fucked. Yeah. I'll fuck her where she wants to be fucked. That's a great Molly line. God, I fucking love her. And that's see, this is the point. But what I was saying is uh, that wrestler came for Aaron Blanchfield because she's from Elmwood. And but they've never oh. met like, like Aaron didn't know that until after the fact. She was like, really? And Ariel was like, yeah, she was talking to me about it. Or maybe she was coming for the fights anyway and saw she was from Elmwood and was cheering for her. But oh. like, she definitely like in that fight, even before it started, was like, I'm rooting for Aaron Blanchfield. And I think, dude, Aaron Blanchfield is such a talent. Like, mm-hmm. I hope she gets over from that, from this Molly win. Um, yeah. Yeah. To this point, I think it's like, it's popularity and like, I've I've felt this way too. Like, trying to think of a moment. Well, hey, Bisping versus Rockhold. Granted, I'm sixty six percent British. Yeah, granted, yeah, his fellow countrymen did win. Can I tell you how fucked up twenty three and me is? How stupid it says sixty six percent British or Irish. Oh, and I'm like one or all, the other. It's definitely Irish. Why are you lumping those together? Irish people will be so fucking mad at that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe it's both, but like, don't, don't say that. Yeah, I have a, I have a little bit of engine in me, so. Don't say engine. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> it's not what it is. Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, so. Uh, I don't know, yeah, you're right, I mean, I think, yeah, I think American fans are just, uh, they're very fickle and drunk. Not to say that any other country's fans aren't drunk as ours, because UK fans are probably super drunk, probably more pissed than we were. Um, and I have to use the term pissed because they're pissed drunk. Um, yeah. Yeah, American fans are fickle. I mean, we. I used to yell, throw the bows every time in the arena when I you would did. watch them. Or some people would say, grab them by the dick. You know? So we got some dumb fans over here. We do. And that's okay. That's um, just because he has so many, I want to move on. Oh, this yeah. is kind of a good segue because this one is called Aaron Blanchfield Ceiling. Oh. What's up, guys? It's the man who's taken over the uh, the forum today. Uh, next Ooh. question on my list of questions. Um, Aaron Blanchfield. And... Uh, if you watch these videos before you record, I, I imagine somebody else asked about her. So just don't even play this if somebody else did. But she's only 23 years old. She's very good everywhere. Maybe she shouldn't be next for Valentina, but mm. what do you what do you think her ceiling is? Do you think she can beat Valentina at some point in the future? Uh, do you think she's going to be champion after Valentina retires because she's so young? What's her ceiling? What do you guys think? Hmm. Yeah, it kind of depends on how if they fast track her. If they rush her into a title fight like Darren Till, um, yeah. are you are you getting a picture of me again? What are no, you doing? No, I'm looking at the at the rankings. Yeah, uh, because I think if the, if they do it right and she gets more experience, she could absolutely be in a title fight in a thing where I wouldn't see her as like a massive underdog, especially given how that Tyler Santos fight went. You know, um, 
So it kind of depends on if she fights Valentina when Valentina's still in her prime, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, you know what a fight I think is really interesting to me? And it, like, because of the way the rankings are and like where they're at in their careers right now, I don't think this is the time, but a fight versus Aaron Blanchfield and Manon Fioro is so interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're both two different different fighting styles. Uh, I would love to see them both scrap at it. Uh, what's her ceiling? Uh, I could see her becoming champion, but not against Valentina. I just see Valentina giving up her belt and be like, I'm done. Yeah. As a Valentina fan, I kind of would like that too. Although, I'm done. Although, at the end of the day, she does have to fight uh, uh, Amanda Nunez one more time. I think she knows that. I think they both know that. But before they decide to walk away from the sport, they both they both need to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that we've seen what Valentina and like what Amanda could do, it's like, man, this is a really high content. Like Amanda's got a lot to to try. Like has has, has a lot to um to do because like like I said, Val- Valentina just seems infallible at this point. So. So yeah. Aaron Blanchfield will probably become champion. I just don't think it'll be she'll beat Valentina to win it. That's just my take. Nice. Um Yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um Dead Space. I love it. No, you don't. It's a good video game. Oh yeah, it is. I'm I'm actually playing Skyward Sword on the Switch right now, and I still need to beat uh, Majora's Mask f- for the first time. And uh, the only other one I haven't played was uh, Twilight Princess, but I think they're going to remaster it for the Switch. But we'll see. Anyway, and just getting his dick hard. Yes. <laughs> No. Maybe. A little bit. He's got a half chub. Chubbed up. All right. Well. Uh, okay. No. So the next uh, T-Cross question. I'm so sorry. You're fine. SP contract expires. Mm, with Okay. Oh. Hey, me again. Uh, at the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight, GSP was there. So, of course, he gets some interviews while he's there. And he had announced that his contract with the UFC officially expired. Now, last year, he tried to box Oscar De La Hoya, but he was still under contract with the UFC. I don't know how that all that works, but he announced that it's officially his contract with the UFC is over. So what does that mean? What is GSP going to do? Why would he announce this? Um, I mean, maybe somebody asked him and that's why he announced it, but... Do you think he's going to try and box Oscar De La Hoya? Do you think he's going to try and fight somewhere else? Is he going to box Anderson Silva? What do you guys think? And or what do you want him to do? Maybe an MMA fight with Khabib under the Eagle FC banner. That's not going to happen, but what do you guys think? Hmm. I was thinking about this a lot, and I, I think like I think George really does care about his brain health, and I think like just like high-level grappling stuff is like in his future but if someone put together like an offer like a substantial like 
good offer for him to box Anderson Silva, he would be open to it. I just wonder how much that offer would be, you know, like for him because he has to be sure, a few milli. Yeah, because he's definitely gotten tons of offers before. I mean, he's he's known as the greatest um, fighter in MMA history. Like a lot of people have that debate a lot for GSP. So I, I think that that number has to be incredibly high. And I think boxing is the one that would pay him. I don't know if he'd fight for anything else, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, it, it's hard, too, because, like, if he were to box someone like Oscar De La Hoya, there's not much to be gained from that. Mm-hmm. Because Oscar De La Hoya is kind of a fucking mess now. Yeah. You know. But GSP versus Mayweather, let's do it. I also like I heard Ariel say like he thinks from talking to George privately like his fighting days are done and I think like George and Ariel have like a good relationship so I would tend to believe that okay well money talks money does talk the great Chris Tucker Charlie Sheen movie from the 90s yeah totally uh and this is the last uh, T-Cross question we'll end on here it's called favorite coach Oh, hey, Juice and Leo, it's your big homie T Cross from the Combat Sports with T Cross podcast. So, there's a lot of different coaches in the game from various different gyms. Which one is your guy's favorite? Not who do you think is the best coach? Who is your favorite, whether it be their coaching style, the athletes that they coach, the the work they do in the corner, so maybe some interviews they do, their personalities. What do you guys think? Who, who is your favorite coach in MMA? Normally, I would say for me personally, it would be uh, Eugene Behrman. But after the week that James Krause has had, I mean, if he's bagging Laura Sanko, he's <laughs> on the top of the list. Uh, thanks. Can't wait to hear your answer. Me, love you guys. Love the, love me, you guys love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. Me and T. Cross are on the exact same page. Everybody's on the same page about that. Because if he's bagging Lauren Sanko and also shorting all the betters, love it. We talked over that, and I, and I thought it was done. He ended the last thing, said, don't beat me up, Rhino. Wow. <laughs> Bro, I loved everything about that, first of all. I agree with Eugene Merriman. Eugene, okay, so what I like about Eugene Merriman specifically has to do with the um, – wow, this light is – look at the, my face. Oh. <laughs> um, Eugene Behrman I like because um, – I like that he's like whenever the cameras are on him, he's like, "Do not, do not use the audio from my fucking corner." Like every time, they've never, they've like he's always talking quietly to Izzy, always talking quietly to everyone, and I, I think that that's a really interesting take. He's just like, you know, I don't want anyone hearing or, or listening to, you know, our advice on this stuff. So, and also, uh, he talked about an interesting thing, which is like in the gym, he said like they're always giving people shit. They're always attacking people for the shit they do. Um, all the shit they do well, they really like tell them, you need to, you're doing that great, but you need to work on this. And like, they're always constantly just like, we're going to keep working on the thing that you're bad at always. And that's the only thing we're going to work on because the thing you're great at, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll fall into that eventually. Um, so Bearman's definitely probably top one for me. Dude, but... did you hear his, um... oh, go ahead, but. But, I mean, if he's James I mean, Krause, <laughs> if, if, if Krause is if Krause is a couple knuckles deep inside Sanko, sometimes I mean, like, come on, man, you know. 
Honestly, if yeah, if he's getting that Senko slippery shrimp, I mean, it's good. Can I just say, yeah, in all seriousness, I'm not with infidelity. I'm not with, you know, cheating. Uh, T Cross actually had a video that was he sent in right after we finished recording last week that I didn't plan. I was like debating whether I should play it, but uh, it just he had six, and I was like, bro, I can't. But it was about cheaters, and it was about like you know doesn't like cheaters, things like that. But bro, yeah. if you're Laura Sanko's husband, and if you're James Cross's wife. I would. Maybe they swing. Maybe they swing. Maybe they should swing. Is what yeah. If not, if yeah, if they don't already, maybe they should. Like, like if I'm, if I'm, you know, Laura Sanko's husband, I'll be like, well, that's a pretty dude. If you can fuck him, you should. Mm. And if I'm, and if I'm James Cross' wife, I'd be like, well, she's hot. You should fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to not. And also, like. There's no reason. I mean, there's a few reasons to not. But I mean, also on top of that, like, you know, is uh, um, uh, did did anything happen between him and Megan Anderson? Did he climb that tree? Oh, I feel like he climbed that tree a few times. Okay, and then Senko came in and then stole it. Or maybe the way she because so if if you look at some of Megan Anderson's posts from a while ago, you feel like she's in love with James Krause. Mm-hmm. And then the way she reacted, and someone was like, "Oh, imagine you go and sleep with James Cross." And she's like, "Oh, you should look at singing for that." I wonder if he turned her down. Ooh, I wonder if he was like, "I'm hey, sorry, uh, yeah." You look like oh, wait, a bird. Yeah. I, I wonder if he was like, "Oh no, sorry, I'm fucking Lauren Sanko." Lauren Sanko, sorry. Oh yeah, what if he told her that directly? <laughs> he said, "I'm more of a Sanko guy." <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to like work that into as a pun. I'm a less of an Anderson guy, more of a Sanko guy, just to be honest with you. So, uh, no, thank you. I mean, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. So uh, thank no. I mean, Sanko. I mean, no, uh, thank you. I mean, Sanko. I'm fucking more I mean, Sanko. Uh, uh, oh God. Oh, what's the broadcast? Sometimes I fuck up before broadcast. So bad. What if James Cross is under the table at those Invicta fights? Just whoa, just chowing down. Just chowing down, dude. Wow, dude. James Cross is a legend, huh? Fucking Lauren Sanko. Laura Sank Lauren Sanko like that. Lauren? It's Laura. Yeah, but Lauren too. Her sister. <laughs> no. Imagine if it comes out of like <laughs> The betting thing he does is just like a front for like a fucking yeah, just getting a bunch Ashley of Madison type thing. Just getting a bunch of puss <laughs> is what just... he's trying to do. He's got the over and under on fucking Laura yeah, Sanko's pussy. Over... Hell yeah, he's got them both. <laughs> that might be the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> We're gonna title this the over under on Laura Sanko. <laughs> the over under. Well, we can, we gotta call it the over under because we can't do yeah. Laura Sanko part. Right, she'll. So come at us. I mean, I mean that doesn't sound so bad. Doesn't. And it'll be at us, so she's definitely a squirter. Let's move on. You can't drop a drop a bomb like that and move on. We gotta talk about squirting now. Laura Senko and her sister Lauren Senko both squirt. <laughs> Bruh, I saw this oh, fucking dumb. tweet <laughs> the other day that was like it might have been this morning, it might have been last night. It was like. 
Why are y'all dropping these random tweets? Start having a squirting contest. Oh, hey, Dave just texted us. He said that he got a he got a Twitter question in. Oh. Look at that. Right as we're doing the forum. And and Look wrapping up with, with his question. Bro, I told first of all, you guys didn't respond at all. Did you listen to my fucking voice message in the group chat? No. The text one. No. I don't know if anyone asks us about Hanato Moicano. So Ooh, maybe we just see, talk about it right now. We're definitely going to talk about Hanato Moicano. We're definitely going to talk about that amazing post of interview. We're definitely going to talk about how Hanato Moicano went on Ariel Hawani's show and said he started talking about money. He started he's like, in Brazil, I, we don't care about money. I, I, you, you look at it as too cocky if you talk about money. But no. when I come to America, I learn about money. And I started looking about high yield dividends and mutual wow. funds. Like he wow, literally starts talking about all dude, these things. He's yeah. like, I set aside time once a week to learn about stocks, and I don't, I don't know enough to to bet on stocks. I feel like it would be stupid, so I just look at like some bonds and high yield dividends. For like, just starts talking this shit. And Ariel goes, "Oh, your manager, the great Orin something. I want to say he said like Hawk or Hack or something like that. He was like the great Orin something." Uh, a, a great Jew would know about that. Us Jews know about money. He's Errol's Jewish. And Hanato just goes, bro, I know he told me that uh, he goes, you asking about money so much and you like free stuff? You're going to be like a fucking Jew. And oh, he's like, wow. I'm a fucking Jew. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I thought, bro, it's in the voice message. I was like, you have to watch the interview. Anyone listening has to watch the interview. And you can tell like the way he was like, oh, yeah, I started playing Call of Duty, learned my English. The shit he's saying is absolutely someone who learned their English, English from... from Call of Duty. Yeah. Hey, but also more importantly, um, man, uh, he really should change his name to Money Kano because for real, he's he's been on that train. He's you had know what fi- I found out, too. What? This motherfucker is like Paulo Costa. And the fact that Bohashinia used to be listed as like his last name, but it's uh-huh. a fucking nickname. Moicano's not his last name. Pissed. Moicano, p- pissed about it, right? Moicano yeah. means mohawk in Portuguese. Oh boy! Apparently, what he started training MMA, and this is one of those things where I wish he was on like uh, Rhino show because Rhino always is like the first round of his little ten rounds is like, oh, what's the backstory and how you got into MMA? The backstory of how Hanato Moicano got into MMA was so funny, dude. They told an aerial show. He was like, he was like. I, I started to want to train MMA, and my dad is a fucking crazy guy. My dad is so fucking crazy, bro. He told me, you're not going to do it. You're not going to go in there. You, you you need to shave your head into a mohawk, and then you'll do it or whatever. And he was like, I'll fucking do it. And the, his dad gave him some money to go to the gym, get a haircut. I don't know. For some reason, I don't know why he had to do both. I don't uh, know why yeah, he had he to is. also go to the gym and get a mohawk. He did, and the people at the, the gym called him Moicano for the mohawk. And like when he needed a name, they were like, Moicano. Dude. But for real though, he's been he's had two fire interviews. Uh, cause the last one Twitter went crazy for it. Uh, when he was in that's right when he was on the the Texas card, he called for money and and the Texas card too. He said, "I need that. I need that. Uh, I need that bonus. Give me that fucking money." And then this time he was, I loved it. He was like, five day notice came in. I was drinking beer and eating steaks in fucking Brazil. I traveled twenty four hours. Give me. Moicano means money. I was like, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Bro, the interview was so fire. He talked about that too. He was like, I was literally in a barbecue, bro. I was, I was, I was high. 
Love it. And then later on, Ariel was like, "You don't smoke." He's like, "No, I don't smoke." But he's like, "But you just said you were high." He's like, "Oh, no, I was just, I was, I was drinking beers." He's like, "Oh, you were drunk." He was like, "Yeah, whatever." Who cares? <laughs> Interchangeable. I was like, he was like, "I got the call from my manager," and he was like, "Do you want to find him?" I'm like, "Of course, bro. I'll get the fucking money." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did he get he a bonus like, for fighting uh, RDA or no? Just now. Oh, for this one, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he did. He probably got some under the table bonus. Yeah. You know, it's funny too. He's talking about his video game character. I keep going back to this interview. It was so amazing. It was one of my favorite interviews of all time because he was like, um, he started talking. He's like, yeah, my video game character looks fucking clap, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But then he started talking about, he, he goes, finding out I was in the video game was the third best day of my life. Well, he first he said second, and then Ariel like pressed him. He was like, "Of your whole life, he was okay third. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was like, and this is why I loved his answer. He was like, first was when my son was born. Second was finding out I'm getting into the UFC. Third was when I found the video game. When I when I when I played myself in the video game, and they told me I was in it, I was I was smiling and laughing for like a whole week. I was so happy. It was just so wholesome. At the same time, he's like saying fuck every two words. Of course. And, and then he's like, what did he say? He said when they called him to be in the UFC, he was so happy. It was a short notice fight, too. He was like, don't even pay me. And now he's like, I know. He was <laughs> yeah. like thankfully they paid me. Yeah, now it's got to be way more money. I guess like legally they can't, but I, I was right. like, bro, don't fucking tell it to the UFC. They'll be like, yeah. Really? Okay. <sighs> Anyway, uh, what are we doing? Okay, so I have actually a couple. I'm pretty sure we have a voicemail from Seth. Definitely. Um, here we go. By the way, you can already hear my voice is getting raspy. This was a bad idea. Okay. I will. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's rock it. You see MMA catfish. How y'all doing? Uh, I, you know, I've uh, I have communicated with you through the internet, but has anybody laid eyes on him? Like, I'm a little worried. Hopefully, he's doing okay. Uh, nothing to be ashamed about. Israel Adesanya put on a fantastic fight, and he was almost going to win right up until he didn't win. And, you know, I'm in an MMA. It's always better to win than to lose. Uh, really, really, it was a good fight. Uh, I was impressed. He did a good job. He fought a good fight. It wasn't fucking boring. He didn't try to be too conservative. Uh, and props to Pierre for that comeback at the end. Man. Like, that was really, really fun. I'm sure we'll see a rematch again. Izzy certainly deserves it for being a long-standing champ. Um, I believe any long-standing champ should always get a rematch uh, unless they just get, you know, fucking absolutely struck for all five rounds, and that's definitely not what happened. So who are you picking in the rematch? Uh, I was really on the fence about that, as I said. Um, there's neither guy that I felt like was an obvious winner, like an easy pick um, in a rematch. I still would feel the same. I mean, I think the only way that Izzy dramatically changes what he was doing is to suddenly become good at wrestling, and that's probably not going to happen. 
So in the remix, who you got? Uh, I would be more likely just to put $5 down on the underdog, like I did here with one me $14, bitches! Wow, so excited. Uh, I got Izzy for the rematch. I think I, I what I liked about Izzy's fight, uh, fighting style this time was that he really just like stood in the pocket with uh with him constantly, and like was kind of chasing him down a little bit uh, a couple times. Not not that Alex was running. I guess like just as far as movement goes, like Izzy was there. Izzy stayed. You know, he didn't try to weather. He did. I mean, obviously, until he got you know knocked the knocked out or you know knocked out on the feet. Um, he was really like, you know, staying staying on his feet, staying like really present in Alex's face. So, I I think that Izzy can improve upon that and and win against Alex again. Um, yeah, that's my that's my thoughts on it. I would I would have bet on Izzy. So wait a second. Yeah, um, as I clear my throat, yeah, uh, I agree with everything you said. All right, Juice is going to save his voice for this one. Thank you, so, thank you, Catfish, for the question. We're going to move on to the next voice. Do we have another voice question? And I, and I will say also, um, when he was like, check in on Juice, I actually was completely unbothered, I have to say. I over the years have gotten way better when my favorite fighters lose. Like probably it helped that I didn't actually watch this one live because I was doing the show. But when I heard the result, I was like, I guess I was more mad that all the haters were right. (laughs) Well, I think, I think you, you would have been pretty emotional if you watched it live. Yeah. Especially because Izzy was winning. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. This one is from APB. Um, this one again i'm going to probably just defer to you okay but i have to read it out uh who who should Weili Zhang uh fight next does carla deserve a rematch or should she just go away uh rican the way that way the way that carla won the the belt i'm uh, with go uh, away <laughs> yeah not well she's definitely not gonna go away but yeah, Carla um, probably still beats most of the division. Yes. But let's bury her on the prelims again, please. Wow. So disrespectful. So disrespectful, but like, give mm, a fuck. Also, yeah, also has some truth to it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, the way, the way she won the belt was like, if the, the, the judges might as well roll, roll the dice. They might should... as well flip the coin. Like, well, I guess those all those five rounds against Rose could have been 10, 10 rounds. Wow. It it literally could have been like this. All three judges score the contest 50-50, a majority draw. Or but Bruce Buffer doesn't even read the scores. He just goes, "All judges have declared this the what worst was that shit." <laughs> <laughs> uh, the judges I mean, just hand me their scorecards tattered in shreds. <laughs> the judges have left the building. They fucking hated this. So mad. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, turns out it wasn't time. But anyway, uh, all right, I'm going to go with, I think Whaley should probably, yeah, probably fight Lemosh. That'd be a good fight. Yeah. Yeah, 
I think that that's the that's the next best thing. I mean, Rose obviously should also get in there too, but maybe we should get a Carla Rose three. I was just gonna say, could you imagine if they did the trilogy? We were we we're so in sync. So because honestly, bad, like I feel that way about how I feel about Nganu Lewis. Yeah, like there's no way it would be that bad again. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Carla Esparza versus Rose Namajunas and, and Whaley versus um, Amanda Lemos. I don't think that Carla deserves a rematch because it was pretty pretty heavy-handed on, on Whaley's part. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're okay. on to the, the Twitter questions now. I mean, that was a DM from EP. Thank you so much, APB. By the way, <laughs> I do plug Rhino Show on here a lot, but I got to give a shout-out to APB for filling in for, for Drea a, a, a lot of the time on his show. Um, she's really good on that show. I really like what she brings to the table. Mm. Just saying. Maybe she can come to your table. No. What do you mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. In your absence. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Oh. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay. Um, this one, this is like the best way to start the Twitter forum. Wait a minute. Can you read them? Because these are all public now. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm there. so sorry. I am there. Let's start with Pillars of Salt. Okay. Pillars of Salt says, do you ever, like, wake up or, like, do you watch MMA and you're just like, what the heck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I like that he said heck and fuck. Yeah, fuck, yeah. What the heck and fuck? Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some, so, sometimes I'll watch it and I'll and I'll be like, "Hey, what the fuck is going on?" Um, and other times I will be like, "What the heck is going on?" But most, but I will tell you this, Pillars of Salt, I definitely wake up. Yeah, because his first thing, his first part is, "Do you ever like wake up?" Yeah, dude. I I think I replied like I can't wait. This question is so ridiculous. I was like, yeah. Do I ever wait? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I wake up. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow. That's how I'm gonna be. When I watch these fights tomorrow, if I'm able to watch them, I'm hanging out with my son. Remember that. So, although I can watch them for free anytime. Uh, which one do you want me to go next? Question was. Just go to the list. I just wanted to make sure that that was the first one that pulled up because I was about to read it. And then I was like, this is from unmatched MMA podcast. How does Izzy win a fourth fight with Pereira? Uh, Just doubling down on what he was doing before. Uh, He had really good um, defense until the very end uh, and was really just like I said, putting the pressure on uh, Pereira was good. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I thought Izzy was going to be <clears throat> doing a lot more counter countering, but um, but Pereira didn't throw as much as I thought he was going what was going to throw. So Izzy kind of just I think was, was expecting that, and then just kind of avoided um, getting getting hit until the very end. But he wins it with I don't know maybe he could he could drill more wrestling, but it wasn't that successful against Pereira during the fight. Like at all, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but, but someone pointed out that's a glaring hole in Pareda's game. That's true. Like 
when he defended takedowns against the the Greek gentleman, Michaelidis, whatever. Yep. I was like, okay, so he's been working on his wrestling. When Izzy got him down, he couldn't do a damn thing off his back. Yeah. 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 That's so, a problem. When yeah. a non wrestler can hold you down, that's a problem. That is the. I literally, the... I literally left that fight thinking, I could take down Alex Pereira. If it was just a grappling match, granted, if it was MMA, he'd knock me the fuck out. I know that. Yeah. All right, let's go with. Um... Questions. Uh, let's go with let's go with Sandy Banana Chin Pants. Thank you, Sandy, for this question. Bro, can't wait. Banana Chin. I can't. I love it. I love it. So I am. Much. I'm so sorry. I missed this. Who do you think Michael Chandler should fight next before we send his ass back to Bellator? <laughs> and let me put the fucking gif on the screen for the patrons. Uh, I mean, <laughs> who do we think Michael Chandler? Conor McGregor. Come on, dude. I want that fight. It's so yes, yeah. Connor's a good fight. Connor needs to get back in and fight Michael Chandler and get chinned. They're both. I both. I. I. I don't like Connor. I don't like Michael Chandler. Yeah, it's a win-win for me. It's a win-win. I agree. Like seeing seeing One both thousand percent. The, like first of all, the trash talk would be amazing. Would be just so like. We'd get we get vintage Connor seeing like saying all this stuff like you're probably juiced to the gills or or like, uh, you know, I have three kids and then I have slept with someone or whatever he says. Um, that's what Connor would say. And then Michael Chandler would be like, yeah, but like uh, but uh, but I just started working for the NAACP. And uh, that's my life now. And God, Michael Chandler's so weird. So weird. Such a weird guy. Anyway, <laughs> he should. I mean, he should work for the NAACP. You Michael imagine Chandler. Michael Chandler becomes a social worker after he oh, retires. Wow. I mean, oh wow, so dumb, so dumb. Or he, or he gets a sponsorship from like uh, one of those countries that what like not not country. What am I thinking of? The companies that like uh, have. Um, they want you to like adopt a kid overseas. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You too can sponsor. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you want to be like me? Yeah. You know, like you him. know exactly where I'm going with this. I, I do can't know say where without going me. Like, it's gonna be really bad if I can lay it out, but like can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you could Michael lay it Chandler out, just right. being surrounded by like a bunch of like black kids and being like <laughs> Oh man, yeah. You could be just like me. <clears throat> but anyway, Conor McGregor, that's the fight. <clears throat> Everybody wants to talk about Conor McGregor coming back. It's a good fight to come back to. Then, yeah. And then Michael Chandler gets knocked out again. Then he gets sent back to Bellator. That's what we want. And then Sandy Pants fights Conor McGregor in the octagon. Oh, dude, this Milliken question, please. Yes, please I know. Read it. Oh, I'm ready. Let's, dude, I was, I was saving it. I can't wait. Okay, here we go. Okay, that was, okay. All right, this is from MMA by Milliken. This is uh, number one. You guys have to pick two Game of Thrones characters. One will be your enemy and the other will be your lover. Which two are y'all picking? And number two, a sacrifice is needed to please the MMA gods. Which actress would you guys give to Queen Whaley as a sacrifice? Oh, actress. Wow. Okay. Well, I can, I can answer number two immediately. Fucking Anne Hathaway. 
Why do you hate Anne Hathaway? Bro, could you imagine Whaley kicking her in the fucking face? No, because I like Anne Hathaway. Yeah, but like, imagine it, though. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, it's I talked to her husband a few times. Well, who's her husband? A producer. His name is like Adam something and go whatever. He was a customer at uh, Beverly Beauty Network. They got one of the first I3s. Oh, they did? And they were, do you remember? It had 600 miles on it. They returned it because it had no sunroof. And we were all like, 600 miles and you didn't know it didn't have a sunroof? Oh, that's right. I had so many conversations with him about the car before it came out because I was the only one at our dealership who cared enough about it. And he was like, oh, I love talking to you. And I was like, I love talking to you too. Yeah. And it wasn't until later that I found out who he was and he's fucking married to Anne Hathaway. I was like, bro, Uh, you buried the lead. Bro, you should have brought her in. I could have whispered to her pussy. So mad. Uh, but now I'm reminding my answer for number two. Uh, Nia Vardalos. Oh, Rhino just sent one in. Wow. Voice question? Yeah. Okay, we'll get to it after this Millican one. Who's, yeah. who's, you said Nia Vardalos? Nia Vardalos. For my Big Fat Greek wedding. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. For being an absolute psychopath when wow, you were dude. delivering the car. Wow, amazing. Walked out on the car. Was so, was so mad at Troy. <laughs> God, sometimes I'm scrolling through my phone of pictures and the fucking meme yep, we made of him will come yeah. up. Like... <laughs> Neat. Do you want to be you want to be my future ex-wife? So dumb. So bad. All right. Then we got um The Game of Thrones. Then the Game of Thrones. Okay. Won't okay. be your enemy. Uh, will be your lover. Which two y'all picking? Well, Can I tell you something? Yeah. My answer will surprise you. Okay, I can't wait. I don't think it will, but okay. Do you want enemy or lover first? Let's go with lover. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Arya Stark. Okay. Here's why. Obviously older. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. No, we're talking end of end of season eight. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much plus, like plus three extra years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, time, <laughs> time has passed. Yes. Well, no, she was of age. Like, don't don't turn me into a fucking creep. I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, I would not want her as an enemy. Like. No. That's true. That's that's already number one. Secondly, I can't tell you like when she fucked Gendry in that last season. She's like, I don't want to die a virgin or whatever, and like fucked him. I was like, her body's actually banging, and she's an wow. MMA fan, the actress. But, oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. But it doesn't doesn't matter, Bruh. She can get it. Okay, she can fucking get we it. We got it. Like, yeah. I mean. So many hot women on the show. You're talking Cersei. Yep. Cersei is, would be a dom for sure. Oh um, yeah. Danny, obviously. Yeah. Probably most of the way. Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie. Marjorie, Marjorie, Marjorie Tyrell. Oh are yeah. Are you kidding me? But I still pick Arya. And I it's it's because it's that weird, like it's almost like that taboo. Like she she just disrobed and fucked Gendry, and I was like, fuck me like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and who's your enemy? In 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 some hay in a barn. <laughs> um, oh, and my enemy would be uh, Call Drogo, just because I feel like he he was so badass, dude, in the beginning. Yeah, until he, he got was. fucking defeated by an infection. But like, I would want 
I would want like if I'm gonna go out because like just about any of the 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 uh like any any warriors or anyone on that show would kill me. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna lose to the fucking the one who's like, no, I don't wear armor. No, I I I only come my ponytail when I lose and I haven't fucking lost. Look how long this shit is. Like Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Wow. It's weird to think Jason Momoa started there. Right? So funny. Anyway. Uh all right. So for my lover, I'm gonna pick uh Brianna Tarth because I wanna be crushed under those Okay. Hips. That was my second choice. I I thought about her. So Yeah. I would want to be crushed. Yes. With dude. the armor on. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> the armor stays instantly on. Instantly crushed. Yeah, the armor stays on and crushes me. Fuck. Yeah. Just gotta like just remove like the the part that you know control like blocks like the access. Yeah, that blocks yeah. the pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Release. Yeah. Release the pussy access. Yeah. He yeah, she just like pushes you down. It's like the armor stays on. Like, oh, takes no. off that part and just. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Takes it apart, unbuckles it. Yeah. Um, and then who would I want to be my enemy? Uh. Oh, fucking Joffrey. I'd fucking kill the fuck out of that motherfucker. Although he'd probably send a lot of army after me. A lot of an army Joffrey. after me. Yeah. Because uh, Ramsey Bolton was fine. Oh, dude. Ramsey was such a piece was, of shit. Was a piece of shit. But like, ah. Uh, who else? No, that's, yeah. That's about it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd fucking have Joffrey as my enemy. And I'd. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be chowing down on Gwendolyn Christie every time. I mean, uh, chowing Brianna down, Tarth. dude. Brianna Tarth. Yeah. All right, let me see what um, Rhino said. Well, if he has like a title, so I can see, d- decide whether or not I should end on Dave L or. Okay. Maybe we should play Rhino's first. I don't know. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. No, hold on. Are they both related? Well, no, Dave's let's is... in on Rhinos. Okay, do, right. do Dave L. We'll finish Dave L. All right, buzzer beater, hopefully, is what Dave L. says. He says, Israel had his greatest success when he went forward and was aggressive, as evidenced by the end of for the first round. However, by playing it safe, he gave Alex time to finish him. Can Israel just a safe recent style and get back to being a killer? Yes, 100% he can. I think that's what he saw and knew that he has to be more aggressive. But it's different than my uh, original prediction, which was that, he, that Izzy was going to counter. Uh, because I thought Alex was going to be a lot more aggressive. Um, but I liked Izzy being aggressive. And Izzy does definitely needs to be way more aggressive than he has been before in the past. Uh, he can he can definitely overwhelm Alex Padetta. Like, e- not easily, but he definitely can if he was just more aggressive. So he was just kind of standing there if he would have went forward a little bit more. I mean, obviously, the danger of getting knocked out earlier would have been a bigger deal. But I think that, you know, Izzy almost knocking uh, Alex out in the first round like Dave was saying, is is a good example of him being more aggressive and forward um, paced. Yeah, just gas yourself out by the third round. Yeah. I feel pull, like a Dustin, not... pull a Dustin Poirier. By the way, fucking that fight was amazing. So. Yeah. We'll talk about bootstraps fucking fish hooking our boy, Dustin. Oh, Fuck so you. Bad. Fuck so you, bad. Michael Chandler. Yeah, dude. Fucking, oh, God damn. I'm so happy Dustin won. It was amazing, dude. I was screaming in my car while I was watching it. That's because I, I was getting a blow job, but anyway. Uh... All right, let's All see. right, this is from Rhino. 
Let's hear it. Hey, Juice and Leo. It's Homer Runner from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. This coming weekend may be the last time we see the 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 spectacle, the wonderful, the amazing, the fantastic Derek Lewis. I, I hope it's not, but I have a sneaky suspicion that it just might be. Yeah. I know all three of us are major fans of Derek Lewis. If you guys can maybe share one or two of your favorite moments from Derek Lewis, either you know in the cage or uh, one of his post fight interviews or something he did on social media, anything Derek Lewis related that you really like stands out as a memory for you. I'd love to hear it. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. You know, <clears throat> but thank you very much for this question right now. This is, you know, uh, dude, that's why I was and, like, you know, what, man, well, when I, I, when I read it, it said Derek Lewis memories is how I knew it was going to be about this. And I was yeah. like, Oh, let's play it right now. But I was like, no, no, we need to end on it. That's why. I was no, like, dude, you know what though? It actually like, Rhino saying that I'm actually getting a little emotional thinking about him. I know about about Derek Lewis retiring, cause I don't know, man. I just think like he he is he is the definition of entertainment. He is. I mean, there's not there's not a fighter that's more entertaining than he is. Uh, as much as you'd like to believe that, like whenever like. When he's in the ring, first of all, everyone's waited on bated breath for a knockout. Granted, the Ngannou and him fight, his fight was like circumstantial. Everyone was mad about it, but like once he got on the microphone talking about it, he was like, you know, you're just like, okay, like it's funny, and he's always such a good source of comedy that I, you're not like, he's funnier than everybody in the room, which I think is amazing. I know. I've never laughed. At him, I, I've laughed at the jokes that he's provided. I've never been like, hey, this guy's dumb or no. never that. He's funnier than us. He's funnier than everyone. And he just knows how much, you know, to get a laugh. <laughs> uh, they were showing some memories on the on the ESPN thing. And and uh, <laughs> his coach kept giving him options for food. And it was so funny. He was like, OK, we can do payway. We can do this or that. And then Derek was just like. I mean, I got some leftovers at home. And he's like, Derek, we, we, we can do we can do these food options. He's like, OK, well, I'll just go get the leftovers. He's so fucking funny. I guess my favorite. Uh, Derek Lewis interview. Let me tell you something. Mm. If okay. this is the end, I'm sad. I'm so Oh, my sad. God, dude. If I, I can't like honestly, I can't imagine his exit speech. First of all, that's that's gonna bum me out so much. Well, he I feel like he's not the sentimental type, so you know. Yeah. But two two things come to mind. I can't I can't I can't narrow down one. Mm-hmm. Well, so many come to mind. But if you took a, like asking me to pick pick a favorite, it's really between two. <clears throat> The NFT of my balls thing. And yeah. that just for me has so much because I predicted it. Yeah. I feel like not enough was made of that. No. I definitely wouldn't shut up about it for a few days. And like Brian PJ pointed out too, I was like, like the fact that I was like, what did I say on the thing? I was you like, said Derek Lewis is going to get on the microphone and, and, say say that an, and say that an NFT of his, of his balls is coming out. 
Exactly. He throws that's the cup exactly and says, someone make said. an NFT of it. And I, I think I was like, yeah, here's, because I, I was only focused on the NFT part because it wasn't exactly his balls. And uh-huh. I was like, oh my God. And then and then I, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Brian Shea who was like, and it was about his cup, which on the balls. I was like, dude. Yeah. I can't. Wow. I almost got a little choked up there. Um, but the other, the other favorite is I referenced it so many times that video he did. I think it was like for champs or champions or whatever yep. or something where he's like doing like cribs. Yep. And especially this one line. Well, the part where he was like, he had like the, the women in the, his room with like Ronda Rousey wigs or something was so funny, but he was like, people need to know I'm sophisticated. He opens up his fridge. It's nothing but kombucha. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> kombucha. I guess this is what I drink. <laughs> Honestly, though, like the reason why I'm going to be so sad is because like h- how many. Like he always says something memorable. Every time he's on the microphone, every time he do- he's doing something, it's always. I can never take anything he says seriously, but it's the best type of stuff you can't take seriously. It's so funny. It's so great. It just has such a good entertainment factor. And, like, honestly, I hope he gets one more knockout. I hope he knocks out and rides off into the sunset. I hope he fights more. But if this is the end, I'm sad because we're not we're not going to have another person like him in the UFC for a long time. Dang. Why did you why not have to bring it up like that? I'm so mad. If he retires, I'm going to be really, really fucking sad because he's he's definitely one of the reasons why I I enjoyed MMA more he's one of the people that make you realize like how can someone be this funny and still be this fucking tough and whoop the shit out of people and knock them out so wow dang rhino i hope it's not but i think you might be right it's a good sneaking suspicion all right well that was uh the forum episode another forum episode just wanted to rest his voice so we didn't go too far into detail on on the fights that had happened but overall 281 was a great fight card i will say that um you know i mean michael chandler versus dustin poirier is probably gonna go is a contender for fight of the year uh even with michael chandler cheating as much as he did uh because he cheated a lot uh, I mean, first of all, with the strikes to the back of Dustin's head was crazy. The fact that they happened, there was like nine or ten of them. I was like, this is bad. And everyone was watching it. And uh, I think Dan had said something specifically, but uh, it was like, like you could see Dustin and Michael looking both up at uh, at Dan Mergliata after like four or five of those um, back of the head hits. And like, no points taken away, no nothing. And I was like, uh, okay, this is weird. Then the fish hook, it was so many bad things, but fucking Dustin Poirier fucking biting down his mouthpiece and choking out Chandler. Anyway, it's fight of the it's fight of the year contender for sure. Um, you know, I mean Dan Hooker beating Claudia Point. Everything, everything about this fight card was was good. I mean, it really delivered for, for a lot of people. Um all right, well, that is the end of our episode. Uh, you can follow me at LeoGH2113 uh, at Instagram and Twitter. And you can also send me an email like uh, T-Cross does uh, like once or twice every few weeks. It's pretty great. I look forward to reading the one-word emails from him. They're amazing. 
now I am going to uh, also plug our our podcast uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is at Friendly Spar Pod, uh, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Juice is shaking his head. He's really trying to rest his voice right now. And you juice juice usually does this, but I'm also gonna um I'm gonna jump in on this, which is to shout out our lovely patrons. Uh, also, if you're listening to this for the first time, which I highly doubt that's the case, uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell them to join the Patreon, jump in on that league to get that sweet sweet belt. Uh, you know, because the season's coming up to the end. I mean, we're almost close to the end of the year. Uh, once Juice is done with the um the show, we're gonna add up the points that we have so far. Uh, maybe we'll take half and half <laughs> and just have to double check my work, but here we are. Uh, all right. So here's our patrons. We got, uh, APB, Sandy pants, Alex from Jersey, T cross fee, Dave L, Jimmy, the drunk mixed a man, anonymous, David Everett, wholesome MMA, Brian Piche, Dave, AKA Nobby buckles, Supermanly Nick, David S D Crons, Harry Andrews cakes, QAR, Dash, and Zim. Lovely people, lovely names. We love them all. Thank you so much for your contributions to this show. And thank you for always listening to us. Ladies and gentlemen, good night and good fights.